All right, I think we're good to go. Good morning, this is the QTR Podcast. How the hell is everybody today? I am good, I am just waking up. So is Lucci, doesn't matter. We're gonna wake up on your time instead of ours. Our ass is up at 7 a.m. Why? Because we knew we wanted to do this podcast. We've been talking about it for a long ass time. I think all summer, actually. And this was the only time we could make work. So we had to put it down, so we're making it work. First and foremost, this podcast is brought to you by my patrons, Patrons are people who sign up and donate a monthly recurring sum to help support the podcast. I'm going to shout out some of those patrons, and then we're going to get well on our way. First and foremost, I want to shout out some of my newest patrons, people that have signed up through Patreon recently to help support the podcast, like Nomad, above and beyond, thank you so much, my brother Brian Nemich, Gregory Horn, Barry Kelly, Daniel Hamron, what's going on, William J. Brooks, my friend Peanut Pop, Ryan King, Sam Hernandez, John Ritchie, Mark Wilcox, Neil Cooper, Gregory Andres, Forrest Hendricks, thank you so much, and some patrons that have been with me for a while, like, oh yeah, I'm doing shit in the reverse order today, who cares, whatever, let's shout the people out first, this is the populist version, I can't even get the fucking computer, change, uh, computer screen, oh, this is gonna be a tough one this morning, because we're waking up, I can't get the fucking computer screen to change, so, who the hell knows who else the rest of the patrons are? Sorry, you're getting a shit end of the stick if you're on page two today. I don't know what to tell you. It's 7 a.m. I haven't even had a fucking sip of coffee yet. I'm not going to start doing tech support. This podcast is brought to you by my exclusive gold and silver providers over at JM Bullion. Oh, Mr. Quinn Levin. What's going on? I want to shout you out, too. My exclusive gold and silver providers over at JM Bullion. If you are looking to purchase gold and silver bullion... Maybe you haven't done so ever before in your life. You can email the lovely Laura, L-A-U-R-A, at jmbullion.com. She is there exclusively for QTR podcast listeners to help you with your gold and silver buying experience. Of course, you could always go on the website. That's what I do. I go to jmbullion.com. Reputable company. They've been around for a decade. They've done over $3 billion in sales. They turn around my orders and ship them very quickly. I am very, very, very happy being a customer of JM Bullion. But if you want a personalized touch, you can always email Laura. Check out jmbullion.com. That link is in my podcast description. Order yourself some gold and silver because Rome will soon be burning in the background, folks. I have a feeling. This podcast also brought to you by my friends at Doomberg. What's going on? Talk about one of the best blogs on Wall Street right now. Doomberg is a 100% free substack that, by the way, just nailed, fucking nailed the move in uranium. You can check out Doomberg in my podcast description. There's a link right to their substack and right to their Twitter. The Twitter's free. The substack's free. You lose nothing by signing up. Doomberg takes a skeptical look at the markets. They do great work. I know some of the people behind the account. They are people whose analysis I trust. I personally read it. And uh, check out the Doomberg Terminal. In the podcast description, Doomberg, check them out. This podcast also brought to you by my friends over at Rebel Capitalist Pro. Another guest that will be coming on soon, George Gammon, who had some beef with some of the statements on the last podcast, had to send me a furious DM. So who's the guy dissing freedom? I said, all right, fucking George is ready to come back on. Let's go. (laughs) George's platform, Rebel Capitalist Pro, has George Gammon joining Lynn Alden, Chris McIntosh, Brent Johnson, and a bunch of other people that are way smarter than I would ever be if I lived to be 250 years old. 
doing macro analysis in a world of out of control central bankers. They do numerous Q&As every week. They have a wonderful forum over there, mock portfolios. They come from the same mindset that we come from. Check out my friend George Gammon over Rebel Capitalist Pro. The links to all of these things are in my podcast description. You can try them all for free, with the exception of ordering gold and silver bullion from JM Bullion. They won't let you order for free. Everybody else, you could try these things for free. Tell them QTR sent you. They will work with you. They are personal friends of mine, all of these people. They'll make sure you get a chance to try their product. Of course, this podcast brought to you by my friends Sang Lucci and Wall Street Jesus and the Steam Room, which is really the best piece of software out there to track flow coming into the options market. Lucci will be on today. I'm sure at some point we'll talk about it. That link is also in my podcast description. This podcast also brought to you by my friends at Corvus Gold, Investors Underground, Ken R., Chris Bede, Nicholas Parks, Matthew Zimmer, Jay Mintzmeyer, who is a wonderful shipping analyst. I got to say that about Jay Mintzmeyer, Russ Valenti, Crichton Titus, and Camila Soul. This podcast has a three-drink minimum. I am not a financial advisor. This is not financial advice. I hold no licenses, no registrations. This is not anything. I have no idea what I'm doing, so please don't follow my recommendations. It's a very nice way to put it. I think we covered everything. Did we? Did I say three-drink minimum? Take three to the face. Also, this podcast brought to you by my new column, Fringe Finance, which I am writing pretty much daily now at Substack. That is also free to subscribe uh, if you would like to just check it out, get one post a month. That link is in my podcast description. Can we get on with the goddamn show? I know that's what you're thinking. That's what I'm, when I'm thinking it, that must mean it's time to go. As I sometimes say, we got motherfucking Sang Lucci in the house. What's going on, Sang Lucci? It's seven o'clock in the morning. How are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm well. Happy to be talking to you, man. It's been a long time, man. I was just telling my listeners how thankful they should be for us. Because we've been talking all summer about getting together and, you know, we, we got to touch base, me and you, at least once a year, for fuck's sake, once every six months. And uh, <laughs> we couldn't do it all summer because we were both busy, you know, doing yep. whatever we were doing. You know, things happen in the summer, man. Things kind of, things come up in the summer. So Indeed. I said the, the only time we could do it was 7 a.m. Eastern time. And here we are, you know, <laughs> both got shit to do today. Here we yep. are at 7 a.m. Putting one down for the listeners. Absolutely. Absolutely, man. It's a pleasure, man. It's a pleasure. It's been too long, man. What's been going on with you? Nothing. You know what's crazy? I went to go call you, and your name was like so far down the list of people that I had called. I have a, I've called so many people since the last <laughs> time we talked, even on Skype, and I don't even use Skype. You know what I mean? And I'm going through <laughs> the all these time, names. I'm like, the shit. The only time I use Skype is to call Christopher Irons. Is that That's, right? That is that is it. That is literally it. Oh. I have so many messages from people, and I'm like, dude, why are you messaging me? <laughs> yeah, scroll past those. Just I'll call you when I'm ready for you. And now you can close. Just think, after this interview, you can close out Skype for six months. You never have to open it again. You exactly. can ignore everybody else. What's going exactly. on on your end, dude? What are you doing? What the hell Man. have you been up to for the last six months? Man, there's been so much going on down here in Puerto Rico, and I've gotten myself into a lot of um, – you know, a lot of new opportunities and alongside those new opportunities comes new challenges. And that's kind of what um, what I've been up to down here for is that such a, a polite, long time. Is that a polite way of saying you've been arrested since the last time I've talked to you? <laughs> no, man, I've been I've been at the office mostly. And and, you know, there's just been a lot of personal things happening as well. And and, you know, that's 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 really it. It's just kind of one of those times where you have so much. It's kind of you're just kind of overwhelmed 
with everything that's going on in your life and and quite often you kind of sit back and you're just like all right let's what at what point are we going to hit a place where we can calm down we can relax and right. you know we can take it easy so that's kind of uh, you know you I'm in the middle of it you know I'm well, in the middle of it right now what's been going on cuz you just gave me a bunch of general statements you're like oh, sure. you know I got so many things going on professionally sure. personally and sure. that's that I mean you know we we're we're eight yeah. minutes into a podcast here, and I feel like it's time to hang up on you already. I mean, we got to get into it a little bit. <laughs> indeed, indeed. So you know, real estate has really been uh, been been booming down here in uh, specifically in San Juan and a couple other cities. So I got myself into a couple uh, a couple new properties, a couple new you know uh, uh, cash flow type of opportunities that right. require my attention. Um, and this is from the business side. So the the, the other business is. Um, is the the marijuana is cannabis so here in puerto rico there's a uh there's there's sort of a shortage of supply and you know i decided to kind of dabble and uh and dip my foot into this kind of world and it's been pretty it's been pretty it's been pretty taxing from yeah. the logistical side and from the you know from the legal side um is it legal you know, down there? I mean, what's the what's the status it's of marijuana it's, in uh, Puerto Rico? It's, it's medicinal, and um, you know, so so basically, you you apply for a license for cultivation and manufacturing. Um, there's not that much competition. Uh, the barrier to entry is 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 pretty high, considering you know the funds that you need to prove in order right. that in order to be able to do these kinds of operations so we kind of have a cultivation operation on the south part of the island and where exactly uh, on the south part of the island so it's <laughs> what's the it's, address it's near, it's near cabo rojo i don't know if any of you guys are familiar with uh with puerto rico but it's the it's basically the southwestern tip of uh of puerto rico and it's kind of like a dry area that's a that's that's pretty protected um, by some mountains and uh, some other terrain, and there's the manufacturing operation is down there as well, and the landscape for cannabis just changes so quickly. So, you know, it kind of brought me to this particular project brought me to a place of, you know, having to have umpteen conversations about valuations of of right. of, of these 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 cannabis companies, and I can't believe I can't believe what people will pay for valuations on some of these companies, man. I, I really can't believe it. And the, and and of course, like I never was, I never was a big trader in the cannabis world. I mean, I caught the Tilray short. I caught a couple of these things short, but I was never a, you know, I was never a buyer of of any of these these cannabis names. And now, after being in this kind of world, you know, I'm I'm now starting to look at the the nuts and bolts behind the the valuations of some of these companies, and it's it's kind of ridiculous. It really is ridiculous what some people will pay in this in this world for operations that aren't even freaking profitable that right. aren't even that aren't even you know that aren't even major players in the in the areas that they're in you well that's know? the so, entire stock market right now yeah yeah you could extrapolate that out pretty well and say that is the entire stock market i am firmly believe this and and by the way like i'm i'm you know from the trading side you know, I've kind of went dead for a good period in time. I've had more luck trading uh, cryptocurrency. So, so that's the third piece. Been aggressively trading crypto. Been aggressively learning 
about you know DeFi and all this kind of other stuff that's going on nfts i mean the guys in my office are are, are buying and selling nfts every single freaking day so i'm washing i'm paying attention to all this kind of stuff so from that perspective you know the crypto has been kind of saving my ass because my shorts for the last six months have not been forget working it. yeah forget the- it <laughs> Have not been working at all. So I got that going on. Um, on top of that, I got a nonprofit uh, project in the rainforest where I'm trying to create, you know, sort of this utopia world where we can, everybody can just come to and exist without having to worry about money and having to worry about anything, really. Just kind of go to this place and decompress and chill i think i did a couple videos on you're trying to create a utopia where everybody can coexist in the middle of the rainforest let me ask you something yeah what kind of funding does a project like that involve (laughs) yeah you know and 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 i'm kind of you're you're kind of living between the lines of hey money is not necessary but at the same time money is absolutely necessary to get a project like this up and running so the idea more or less is that is that you live off the land, right? The land produces the income that everybody needs on that particular property so that, you know, everything is sort of taken care of. And how much money so far I've, I've sunk in maybe, maybe about 300, I would say. And I'm probably going to do, uh, you know, another couple of hundred. So it's going to have, you know, zip lining rooms, the camping, uh, 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 you know, just sort of a nutrition center, uh, there's a there's a wood shop on the property as well, so there's a lot of expensive wood on the property. This that, is going to be uh, in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. So this 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 wood is um, you know those live edge pieces that you can buy. You know those tables with the with the natural edges. Yeah. You know. Yep. Those pieces we can we get we get we can make over there. Um, you know, and then there's going to be a whole greenhouse. You know, so so a lot of agriculture. Uh, that will be happening there. We have a lot of heavy machinery too that we can lend uh, out to a lot of the local farmers. Unfortunately, after Maria here in Puerto Rico, like a lot of the local farming people who have like five acres, six acres, and not really doing anything with it, you know, so they need some help. Uh, we were hoping to uh, to get that up and running too. So there's a lot of things that can happen up there, and I'm looking forward to what that looks like. You know, two years, three years down the line. You know, so. with your cannabis company, if you keep getting yeah. an insane valuation, you should just take it public as soon as you have some semblance of operations, you know? Yep, yep, absolutely. That, that, that should be the goal. I mean, when yep. I think about what the administrative tasks required with starting a cannabis company, and I imagine Puerto Rico probably is uh, has less regulation than opening one in New Jersey, for instance, but when I yep. think about that headache, you know, oh, I'm just going to yep. start one from scratch. It's like saying I'm just, <laughs> oh, I'm just going to start a, uh, you know, a bourbon making company from scratch. It's just, oh, I mean, it's got to, you know, I have visions of six months of paperwork, you know, giant stacks yep. of paper and getting things notarized. And as soon as I think about that, I'm like, oh, fuck this. I don't want anything to do with this. <laughs> that's why you need the team you know these days i'm starting to rely I, I never was able to do this before really rely on other people to handle things for me because i never really had the trust that they could do it you know with the same gusto and vigor as as i as i can so you know i'm i'm, I'm learning to depend on on other people on top of that 
Um, trade space too, you know, we're we're booked down, and we're starting to think about, you know, how to expand the trade space model and go to other, you know, go to a lot of other countries. And I'm thinking outside of the U.S., you know, Dominican Republic, Colombia, a lot of places, a lot of other places in Latin America, you know, the 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 the, the vigor, so to speak, for trading has gone through the roof in some of these places. I mean, you walk anywhere and everybody everybody has got their 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 hand in the in the cookie jar so to speak and they're buying the latest crypto or they're buying some NFTs and all that kind of stuff so you know the opportunity to educate those folks who who aren't on the you know aren't on the the maturity so to speak of the of the US equity markets there's there's so much new game out here and uh, I think there's a big opportunity for TradeSpace to expand. So I've been working on finding uh, some investors for that particular project. Um, and then on the personal side, you know, I'm, 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 you know, moved in with my girlfriend and her t- and her two kids. Is that right? So yeah, so that's you know that's been that's been that's been different uh, as well. <laughs> you know, it's been a long time for me since having a long time long term sort of relationship. So well, that this, is, comes... this has been very long term. Yeah, yeah, it's been three years already. So now we're just kind of making things official, and uh, you know, so now I'm also a big part of her life and helping her out in in terms of her goals and and where she's going. Um, you know, and that's pretty much it, man. That's pretty much it. A lot of other things Good going on. Now I think about that Jordan Peterson quote where he's like, you know, the meaning of life is to shoulder the biggest possible burden that you can shoulder. And it sounds like, it sounds like you're well on your way. Like, hey, God, let me just throw a couple more dependents on my back. And by the way, I'm going to start six businesses, one of which is uh, opening a completely new society in the middle of the rainforest. You know, it's like, and to think I approached the interview like this motherfucker didn't get back to me all summer. You know what I mean? I mean, you know, I should fucking cancel before he even comes on this morning just to fucking stick it up his ass. You know, indeed. Yeah, I didn't indeed, know you were man. building a society from scratch. You know, in a, in a biodome in the middle of the rainforest. Maybe next time I. Although the good news is we've made it 18 minutes into the podcast and you haven't started shaving yet, so you know oh. that's. Indeed, That's indeed. I, I need to do that though too. I do need to do that. Well, the other day, you better wait until this was, fucking thing's over. <laughs> the other day, I'm at a, um, I'm at a, I'm at a waterfall with with my girlfriend and her two kids, and um, you know, she's very afraid. She was very afraid of the kids climbing on a lot of the rocks, and you know, the 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 slippery rocks, so to speak. So I'm, you know, I'm I, at this point, I consider myself Tarzan. Just just jumping around rocks and climbing over shit and that's something that I I love Puerto Rico for. And I'm at this waterfall and I'm I'm like 30 I want to say I'm like 25 feet up and I'm debating on jumping off of the the rocks into the water below. Everybody down below is like nah 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 don't do it don't do it don't do it. And I got, you know, I got cold feet. So I go back down. I go back down but I slip on a rock. I slip on a rock up at up at 20 feet. And I and and I'm sliding down. I turn around. I try to grab everything just to slow myself down. And I I I hold a rock with my left hand. I couldn't catch on anything, and I and I fell into the water. Luckily, I fell into the water. I didn't hit my head or anything like that. But I popped my shoulder out while I'm at this, you know, you know, while I'm out there at this waterfall. It was a Sunday, and I didn't realize what happened. Until after I got out of the water and my girl is like this fucking bendejo man like this idiot and 
finally I realized like, yo, something's wrong, man. I, like I couldn't move my I couldn't move my my left arm at all. Oh, you dislocated your shoulder. Dislocated the damn thing, and I and I was trying to get her to pop the shit back in because I didn't want to go to the damn hospital, but it hurt. It hurt so much, yeah. and she was just too she was just too afraid to do it. So we tried to get to a hospital Sunday in Puerto Rico. The first one we went to, the shit wasn't even open. Well, there was it was open, but there was nobody in there. <laughs> we think Sunday's <laughs> off. <laughs> and then we get to a major city finally and get up in there and they I don't know they drug you up with some kind of muscle relaxant and then the shit just kind of pops back in so nice you know that happened <laughs> so the interesting things happen yeah uh, bad things happen in Puerto Rico let's just say bad things happen in Philadelphia bad yeah. things happen in Puerto Rico let's talk about some money related items such sure. as crypto and uh, NFT, which you just mentioned. I had no clue yeah. what we were going to talk about today. Now that you brought this up, and yeah. apparently your office is on the uh, you know the forefront of the frontier, flying yeah. out out into space at a trillion miles an hour on the NFT wave. Uh, sure, seems like a whole bunch of nothing to me. Am I wrong? Um, it is absolutely nothing. But right. at the same uh, other time, than other than just a blow off valve for liquidity that has to go somewhere. It ha yeah, yeah. I would look at it that. Way. I like to, I like the fact that you got to look at it that way. I mean, most people won't understand what you're talking about. So let me put it in a, you know, let me let me put it in a different way, right? You like you have tons of people. Yeah, in the pretend I don't know anything about finance and tell me. <laughs> right? I no, I'm I'm saying for your listeners, man, not for you. For your for. Oh, they for don't your know anything about finance either. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, yeah, man. If I'm dumb, my listeners have to be dumber than me. Otherwise, <laughs> they, they can't look up to me and say, I'm getting some value from this guy. You know what I mean? If my, IQ, if my IQ is 95, they start coming in at like 82. Yeah. Like there is so much inflated crypto uh, cash out there. And they can't do anything with As you said, they can't do a damn thing with it. So, again, it's just a, to them, it's a store of value here. And right. to them, they'll still they'll always say that art, you know, art never depreciates of all the assets, blah, blah, blah. It, you know, it never depreciates. So, um, yeah, man, like I will get hit up from some of the boys here talking about a new uh, NFT drop uh, of an artist from, you know, one of the old uh, one, one of the old ape clubs or something like that. And all of a sudden there's a new drop and these things will sell out in literally seven minutes, five minutes, six minutes. And then all of a sudden the algos will just pick up the new, the new collection on open sea. And by the way, open sea is the largest, you know, NFT, uh, um, uh, marketplace and on open sea the algos will just bid up every single one of the, of the collection. So that way there's a floor on the collection and then there's an automatic algo bid to these things, just like um, just like Redfin for real estate. There's an automatic algo bid for you know X, Y, and Z dollars every single week to bid up real estate prices. Same shit is happening here in NFTs. So you can you can catch a drop if you're lucky enough to catch a drop. You're immediately buying something for let's say 0.08 ether and flipping it for 0.5 ether or if you hold it some of these things just keep going i mean um one of the dudes in the office knew the artist behind the cool cats nft and the cool cats nft got picked up by time magazine so time magazine started putting it in their uh you know in their in their articles all over the freaking place and now they're talking about making a game off of it and now the floor on the cool cats nft is is like six fucking ether man it's the most ridiculous shit i've ever seen man it's ridiculous 
Do you own any actual art? Uh, yes, yes, I do in my uh, in my apartment. Yes, no, absolutely. I, no, but like expensive shit. You know, you said, um, well, art art is, you know, inflation proof or whatever you said to start this conversation. And all, you know, I always read articles about the alternative markets and the yeah. art market always comes up and it, yeah. it has kind of gone parabolic along with everything else. And it does, see, you know, there does seem to be a consistent bid underneath artwork, but I still don't get it. You know, I, I still don't get how somebody could buy a painting uh, X amount of years ago. And I guess, you know, I said this to Scott Lynn, who I interviewed, the guy from Masterworks, yeah. a year or two ago. I guess you have to look at them as antiques. You have to look at them as, you know, tangible uh, yeah. pieces of history that aren't going to come around again. And, and I guess right. that's where they kind of preserve their value or hold their value. But for NFTs, it, you know, you, you don't own anything. And so it just yeah. doesn't even seem like there's any reason to dabble in it to me i don't know i mean what what are your thoughts on physical art would you know would you rather own physical art than nfts me personally i'm not in that i'm not i don't think i'm in that space yet i mean the physical art that i have so far i probably i probably spent about a couple thousand two thousand three thousand bucks on it my daughter is like a big is it is it is an artist now and she'll she'll crank out pieces all the time and some of the stuff i like i really love so she's she's kind of gotten me into the art space because she will always send me some of her favorite artists and I'll be I, I I'll look at some of this stuff and be like holy shit this is cool now to own it to own it and then to understand the the pricing of it that is a world that I don't think I will ever understand just like with this NFT stuff I don't I don't think I'll ever I don't think I'll ever understand it you know to the to the sort of hype machine that is the NFT to the artist who's seasoned you know and has had 20 years of work and you know to 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 see how many pieces of of one actual art you know they've been able to put out and why it costs what it does and what somebody is willing to pay for it you know that's a world that I don't think I'll ever I'll ever understand but I understand the the idea of hey I want this thing and I don't care what it costs, you know, let me go ahead and buy it. But from the NFTs, it's like if you have a bunch of fucking animals and everybody has a 10,000-piece collection of these stupid fucking animals and they're randomized. Some have masks and beards on them. You know, there's no way in my head that this is going to end well. But you, yeah, you don't no even way. own them. I mean, what do you own? I mean, at least right. with the art, you own a piece of physical art. Right? right. So there's provenance and there's, you know, you own physically something. I mean, I would much prefer it to be a commodity, something with some use. I mean, artwork doesn't have any use other than, I guess, to, you know, be a, an antique, to be a piece of history. Uh, yeah. So you could argue, all right, you know, it's like uh, it's like owning King Tut's tomb, right? There's fucking only one of them. And uh, and so that's what gives it its value. I can buy that a little bit. I'd much prefer to have something with some functionality with an NFT. You don't even get that. You don't. Well, like, you don't okay. get. What do you get? Let me give you a use case now, and let me let me give you the, the the new reason why a lot of these NFT collections are really popping off. Now it's about a membership, so now it became about a membership. So, for example, some of these things popped up to me the other day that the kids at the office brought to my attention. There's this thing called gambling apes, and the gambling apes, anybody who owns the NFT gets a percentage of the profits from a casino that is going to be built really soon in Decentraland. So now I don't know how much you've played um, 
you know the the with the Oculus shit, you know, with the Facebook thing. Have you ever have you ever fucked around with that? Zero. That's how much. You know why? Because okay. I need to do. I'm busy doing things like washing dishes, taking out the garbage. <laughs> you know what I mean? I got a car that's two months fucking past inspection right now. You know, I don't have time to be fucking around. Oh, that's some, with, that's some with, Philly. With, that's some Philly shit right there. Driving around with a rejected damn sticker. Can I man, tell you something? Is... That's a forty-one dollar. It's a forty-one dollar ticket from the Philadelphia Parking Authority. Who, by the way, they are hyenas. The Philadelphia Parking Authority, right? They're fucking hyenas. You know, when I left the city, all right, there was you occasionally you would see, oh, yeah, one here, one there, whatever. When I came back to the city a couple years ago, there, there is literally one person on every block. And yeah. they are, you know, I just had a conversation with a woman yesterday outside the laundromat. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm standing by the car. Can you not ticket it? I'm just here to drop off my laundry at the laundromat. Right. And right. she, she says to me, she's like, oh, yeah, just pull it in the uh, loading zone. You'll be okay. I said, let me explain something to you. I got a ticket every time I fucking pull in that loading zone. It's supposed <laughs> to be a half-hour loading zone. I get a ticket every time, 20 minutes, 15 minutes. Sometimes I just go in, throw the shit in the washer, and I get one, whatever. Oh, she says it to me like she's never written a ticket before in her life. Oh, just pull it into the loading zone. You'll be fine. <laughs> I'm like, you know, you guys are insane. They're absolutely insane here. So it's actually cost less to put the car in a lot right now. Yep. So that's yep. what I do. I got the fucking thing. I got the, you know, car with the missing side view mirror and the overdue yep. inspection in a fucking lot right now because I don't even yeah. have time to get it inspected. So I'm paying five times what I would pay for an inspection to, yeah. to keep the car in a lot right now. All right. And you want to talk about fucking whether or not I'm, play, I'm playing Oculus, whether I have time <laughs> to play little games with virtual reality. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I stand all day in the Apple store and put the little thingies on my eyes and I walk around and I fucking pretend like I'm in a different world. Yeah, I got real world things I got to worry about, Lucci. That's some you know city what I mean? shit. That is some city shit, and I'm so happy. Like I, I don't live in Boston anymore, and I'm so happy. Like I don't like. I remember when I was living in New York too, and my boy, like I would go visit my boys up in Harlem, and you had to, you had to, like every Monday and Thursday, you had to move your fucking car, oh. and everybody would double park on the other side of the street and wait for nine o'clock so they could move the damn car over. I mean, it was like it's like two, three hours a day you got to spend just dealing with this shit. I'm so happy I don't. Live I in the almost city missed. Our interview this morning. This is, I swear to God, it's a fucking true story. I almost missed our interview this morning, but for somebody rear-ended somebody on because uh, I live near 95, but for somebody rear-ended somebody on 95, and it woke me up at like 6:47, and I was like, oh yeah. man. I was like, I better get a coffee. I think I'm supposed to be talking to Lucci this morning. So, uh, short answer, no. But go ahead and tell me why I'm an idiot yeah. and why I'm so not getting it. So the Oculus thing, like if you if you if you mess around with the Oculus, they have this kind of you know you can go into the casino, you can go into this virtual casino, so to speak, and you can you you know you can move your virtual arms and you know pick up chips at a table and gamble here, play blackjack or whatever. Now there's this thing called Decentraland, which is a legit virtual community where you can even buy virtual land and sell virtual land. Now. Inside some of these virtual experiences, and not even virtual, these are actual games. Like to to extrapolate from Fortnite, for example, there's a game called Axie Infinity, and this was a this was a token that blew up from two dollars. It went from two dollars to fucking eighty dollars, bro, because the company went so revenue positive that they met they even met the valuation of Fortnite inside of a fucking year man so the beginning of this year people were buying land people were buying uh uh you know the characters 
and you can generate crypto playing this game. So they created a model where you can make money while you're playing these games that are very Pokemon-like, that are very Fortnite-like, and all that. So now you have tons of games that are looking at the success of Axie Infinity that are now just starting to pop off. And now all of these games have NFTs attached to it. They all have an NFT marketplace. They all have a place where you can swap and share NFTs and also buy land. There was this dude who bought land in Axie Infinity, I think for about a mil and change, and sold it for four million or five million bucks. Now think about it. If you have a hundred thousand users that are always accessing this particular place in the game, what can you do on that land, right? You can advertise on that land. You can you know, you can do all kinds of shit with that land. You can build whatever the fuck you want on this stuff. So the central land is another place well, where except you can you're do not this. building anything. Yes, except you're not building anything. However, there's traffic. <laughs> there's traffic, man. There's traffic. So they're going to put a casino right. into right. Central Land. Understood. And based off this casino, if you own – they they raise the cash to put the casino through the NFTs, man. So let's just go back to how you know equities and, and, and regular companies raise money to – to further businesses and create new businesses, the same shit is happening over here. So they raised the capital through this NFT collection, right? And the, the the collection was called Gambling Apes, and you get a percentage of the revenue from this casino, which hasn't been built yet. And you know, maybe it'll pop off, maybe it won't. But the point is, now you're part of this club. Now, on top of that, the Board Ape Yacht Club, which is now something that Stephen. Uh, uh, Curry bought Stephen Curry bought or Stephen Curry. I forgot how to say his name, but you know the guy. From but he owns the a virtual yacht club. So exactly. So he bought he bought one of these. There's a lot of other people that bought these, and now they're gonna do yacht parties, man. They're gonna do yacht parties where if you own a Basie a board ape yacht club NFT, you're gonna be invited to this to these yacht parties man so there's that that sounds terrible going on man this thing's going on that are ridiculous i can't even believe i'm even saying half of this shit but that's what that's what's going to be the new drive for the nft collections so you're you're going to have a a nine thousand you know nft drop and you're going to be a part of some club and you're going to be a part of something and everybody wants to be a part of something man so yeah, people so. are going all in on this shit kids it's are going sad. all in i mean you know uh, i feel like it's if if it is what you say it is i, I all right i yeah. can kind of understand the case for why you know i guess kind of why uh, m- you know, things could have value and, you know, sure. why, you know, I guess you buy a ticket to a virtual party. Okay. But like, it's just, uh, weirds me out a little bit. It makes me feel like we're on a slippery slope from, yeah. you know, you know what a good time was? A good time was when we were in Vegas six years ago in person and we were in the yeah. back of a taxi cab together sure. and neither one of us could move because we were enjoying ourselves so much you know and the wind was hitting our face and we you know it was a great time we were in the club we were dancing and whatever you know and that that to me felt like an experience and now you talk about this uh, and i think all right well what am i gonna do i'm gonna sit here in my fucking underwear and i'm gonna go log into a virtual community so i can you know try to you know talk to steph curry's virtual little fucking guy who's probably being uh uh, controlled by his, uh, you know, associate Steph Curry waking his ass up at, you know, fucking two, three, four in the morning to host a virtual party on a virtual yacht club, you know, for well, no, two hundred 
people These he's never met before. These aren't going to be virtual, Chris. This is going to be an in-person Oh, it is. Okay. All right. Party, man. All right. You know well, then I mean? that's different. Yeah, man. So so you become part of a community that has other benefits, and that's how they that's how they entice you. Now, the way that they're doing all these things is really it's really amazing. You know, the hype that's being driven behind some of these that are done really well, it's amazing how they're able to do this, man. And I, you know, I, I hats off to them, man. Hats off to some of these people and you know, it's so such a stapling, big thing. they're stapling the NFTs to real-world experiences. Yeah, man. Yeah, All that's right. what's starting to happen now, you know. So you're part of a membership, and that membership is valuable to you. And, you know, it, it may pay you some dividends down the road. So, you know, who knows, man? Who knows? So that's what's going on in the office uh, uh, frequently. And while we wait for this damn market to fucking tank, you know, I'm over here messing around with some of these, some of this nonsense. Let me ask you something, you know. Living with the uh, two kids and the girlfriend, et cetera. Yeah. I mean, do you have time for memberships to anything? I mean, I just feel no. like I, no. and I'm trying to remember off the top of my head, and I don't want to stop the recording and think about it sure. and then re-record it. But somebody just asked me like yesterday or two days ago if I wanted to be a part of something. I can't remember what the hell it was. It, it wasn't the Union League in Philadelphia, but it was something like that, some invite-only bullshit yeah. You know, I can't remember what the fuck yeah. it was. I don't. But, but somebody don't asked me, and I was just like, "No," you know. And they were like, yeah. "Oh, well, you know, it's invite only." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, like I got shit to do. You know, I don't really know what to tell you." I, oh, dude, yeah. I wish I could remember what it was, but I can't. Yeah. Do you yeah, have time for memberships? There's communities and things that that I'd like. I I look at. There's there's things that I look at, and I'll be like, "Hmm, yeah, maybe it'd be cool to be a member of that." But then the 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 answer and response is always, "Dude, I don't have any fucking time for that." And now the two biggest teams are what COVID and non-COVID. Those right. are the two biggest teams. Right. It's like vaccination or non-vaccination. Did you get so vaccinated? Now, I did not get vaccinated. Let's I talk about it. Why not? And and what's the matter know, with you? Don't you care about yourself? Don't you care about the people around you? Man, it, that's how they make it seem, man. That's how they make Way you feel. Like, Way worse like than that. It, it is it is really, really disgusting. So I had to cancel my Planet Fitness membership. I had to cancel some other things. I had to stop going to restaurants that I wanted to go to wow. because now I can't go to these and I know the owners of these restaurants. You know what I mean? Like I'm you and I are similar in the sense that we are local people. Like we will hit a city and we'll or or the city that we live and we'll establish relationships, right? When we go to a restaurant, I wanna know the owner. I wanna know who's working there. That way when I go there again, you know, I feel like I'm home. I'm the same way. Yep. I'm the same way. And you wanna do business with, with nice people too. Exactly. And I want to bring my friends. I want to bring their families so that they can experience the same thing that I experienced. Restaurants have that characteristic trait where if they knock that out the park, then that restaurant is always good for 10 years, 20 years. And now I can't go to some of these restaurants, man. I've had arguments with with some of the owners and just being like, yo, what the fuck, man? What 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 are you doing? You know, but at the same time, I understand because you're getting all this pressure here and it seems like hey your restaurant's not going to do any business if if you if you you know if you don't require it and all that kind of stuff so there's many memberships that I've had to cancel because of what's going on and yeah I've gotten a lot of 
you know, I've gotten a lot of hate, man. But you took not, you took your stand though. You're not you're not doing it. Sounds I took like. my stand, man. I'm not doing it. I'm not I'm not doing it at this moment in time. I think if I think if another company comes along and and you know that the the health the the sort of side effects and the health, you know, it, it's just kind of you 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 just kind of see a more track record to it. I just want to see what's happening, and I just want to see the result from some of these people. Like there's a lot of people that have told me they've had some really you know, body changes, changes in their body because they've taken this, this, this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And I'm not with that, especially too, like even down the line, if I want to, you know, if I want to have a kid, I mean, one of the biggest reasons like she doesn't want to take it because maybe down the line, you know, she wants to have a kid. So she's worried about that, you know, but overall, like I, I don't want to take it. And but Lucci, I'm, 150 million doses have been distributed, and it has been widely regarded as safe by the scientific community. So, what do you right, think? What, what, right. What's your problem? Why can't you just get on board? Why can't you just get on board? You know what I mean? I'll tell you why. Well, I'm going to tell you why I can't is because yeah. and why I, you know, have been a skeptic. And even yeah. if you get vaccinated, I'm not for mandates to vax other right. people because. Right. You know, there still is an FDA approval for a couple of them. Recently, two people in the FDA just resigned about how they were trying to push through booster shots without the agency's permission. You know, and maybe they are safe. Maybe it is a numbers game, whatever. And maybe yeah. what you hear about, oh, fuck, there goes the fucking headphones. Maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe, yeah, just waking up, dude. Maybe what you hear about, you know, the side effects and stuff is anecdotal and whatever. But, you know, when I talk to somebody like my mom and my mom tells me that, you know, three people that she knows all got hives on their back after they take the vaccine. I can't help but think to myself, like, I know that's not of statistical significance because it's not a controlled trial. But I think to myself, like, how many instances like that are out there that aren't being reported necessarily? And then you watch this video. This guy, uh, somebody I follow posted this video, these two people at a hospital talking about how they want to encourage people to get vaccinated. And they were basically saying, you know, we should we should goof the numbers a little bit. You know, we got to make the numbers, you know, scarier. We got to make the numbers a little bit scarier to get people in to get the vaccines. And then yesterday right. I just read that, you know, I think uh, like almost half of the hospitalizations for this year were milder asymptomatic cases. They were people that went in. Uh, for something else and tested positive for COVID, you know, after yep. going in for, you know, tennis elbow or fucking whatever. Right? right. And so you just think like, all right, yeah, still like still some questions out there to be skeptical. What's, what's your thought process? What's, what's Lucci's thoughts, thought process? Specifically on why I'm on, on, on what exactly? Yeah. Like, well, why you, uh, why you're just not, why you're just not, you know, giving in. It would make life easier. You could go to these restaurants you want. You could do yeah. the things you want. You wouldn't have to listen to bullshit every day from people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I'm similar to similar to, to 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 what you said, man. Being being told that you have to do something and then being coerced right. through other means. Being coerced through other means. I mean, as soon as you're as soon as you see celebrities telling people that they should get vaccinated as soon as you as soon as you see commercials or as soon as you see free giveaways like i'm going to give you a free right. fucking whopper mick junior at fucking burger king if you get this vaccine immediately all the bells and whistles just hit me dude friend I mean, of mine just- friend of mine literally got a coupon for a bloomin onion after they got exactly. after they got vaccinated from a texas roadhouse bloomin onion coupon right. a coupon rather it's like, you know, you know, and never mind the fact that getting fat helps you die when you get COVID, you know? 
So it's like, all right, we're, we're going to shoot you with the vaccine, and then we're going to pump you full of saturated fat so you need a booster. It's like, that it's, doesn't make any fucking sense, does it? Yeah. It's the narratives and the way that people are acting right now. It's like – it's my girl does a lot. She's very spiritual, and she can – you know, she's she's able to tune into energy in the sense of, you know, emotions, right? Human emotions. So, uh, yeah. you know, she can she can just read it. She can just read it on people's faces. Whereas my mind is is in a completely different space. You know, I haven't I haven't practiced, you know, uh, uh, um, exercising that sort of brain muscle and that sort of power as much as she has in the past several years. So she's able to just read it off of people and and when she's able to do that that's kind of how i feel overall with the world in this current moment when i see those things and when i see people you know coercing others to get this sort of vaccine and then when i see you know camps and groups of people like even my parents saying oh you don't care about anybody else you don't care yeah. about the the livelihood of anybody else and then when i see all these narratives being pushed and when i see you know people being consumed with these things and now just 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 speaking from what all these other people are saying like that's when i just get i i I just turn the other way. I turn the other way immediately. There's something you know? there's something freaky about exactly. the campaign to get vaccinated. There's something exactly. really not normal about it in my opinion. Now my normal is calibrated differently than most people, right? That's what sure. makes me, you know, uh, irreverent sure. and and you know somewhat of a iconoclast, right, when it comes to finance. Uh, my I'm calibrated very differently and I come by it honestly. It's just, you know, it's just how I'm wired. But there's yeah. something weird about how overreaching the campaign yeah. to get vaccinated is. How, like you yeah. said, it's everywhere, right? I, yeah. I put on Twitter the other day on CNN, There's a they have a bug on the screen. Percentage of the country vaccinated, you know, and it ticks up and down in real time like you're watching exactly. a fucking, like you're watching a stock, you yep. know? And it's just yep. like, wow, like obey, yep. you know? Yep. It's everywhere you go, which is just, yep. it, it's really... I think Dave Collum or somebody said it's just, it's like a Soviet style propaganda campaign, and I think that that gives me the willies even more than worries about the vaccine itself. Yeah. I, I think my my concerns are more about you know what has it been like in the past when everybody has urged me to do something. What have the results been? In sure. those type of situations, have they had my best interest in mind, you know, or sure. have they had their best interest in mind, you know, sure. and this idea that, you know, you don't care about anybody. Look, yeah. you know, you can't be a good boyfriend, a good husband, a good member of your community, a good son or daughter or, you know, a good uh, relative or whatever it is you want to be if you're not OK with yourself first. You know, you have to love and understand yourself First, right? The Greek, know thyself. You have to be whole before you can be an asset to other people, places, things, a member of your community, etc. And so, you know, look at the very, you have to put your peace of mind first, right? You have to be, right. you have to have a satisfied mind personally. Otherwise, you're not going to be, a, you know, a good member of your community. You're going to be walking around fucking miserable and vaccinated. Yeah thinking about what, you know, how much shame you feel for for giving in when when you didn't want to do it or whatever. Yeah. But to have like my last podcast with with uh Bill Cohen who came on and you know, 
the last 15 minutes of that podcast drifted into COVID and politics. And I, yeah, I got a lot of shit from people. Why didn't you push back this, that, and the other? Look, we were low on time, but the point is he made some statements. He's like, you know, if you don't want to get vaccinated, fine. He's like, you know, you got the right to go out and blow your own brains out if you want. And it's like, whoa, 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 you know, fucking calm down. You know what I mean? Calm the fuck down. You got the Why right make to... that contrast? Why right. make that contrast? And you could tell you could tell where the programming has been if somebody makes that statement in and of itself. It's if true. If you make that statement and compare it c- compare that to blowing your freaking head off, what have you been told about this? What right. have you been what do you believe about this? You know? And and that's what I that's what I can't I can't I can't do, man. I can't do that. Yeah. I can't do that. He's like, he's like, you got the right to drink bleach and horse tranquilizer. You know, it's just like, come on, you know, <laughs> come on, because you choose not to get vaccinated because you're, you know, you're, you're 35 or 40 years old and you choose not to get a vaccine that still isn't FDA approved for yeah. a virus that has a 99 point whatever percent survival yeah. rate, you know, and you got yeah. no co- comorbidities. That's it. Take yeah. that. That somehow equates to, you know, take horse tranquilizer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so know. I'm comfortable waiting. I'm comfortable waiting and waiting for the mistakes to be made. I'm waiting for, you know, for wait because once the hype dries down, once the hype dies down, and again, I hate calling it hype, but it's, it's, you know, for lack of a better word, once all that dies down, then you really start to see, okay, where did we go wrong? Which vaccination, you know, uh, you know, didn't result in too many side effects and, and, you know, other complications. And then all the misinformation, bro, that's, that's the period in time after panic is the misinformation right and i and that's a period in time where we are right now we still are right now i just want to wait i'm wanna i want to wait until after yeah and it's and, like the people that look, stand up on the airplane as soon as you land it's like you're not fucking getting off oh, before everybody else oh, you know man. so i just sit back with my headphones oh. on and i just watch them all go and and sometimes you know? even if i'm sitting at the front i let everybody leave the plane first you know what i mean because if the jetway is going to collapse it's going to happen on their watch you know what i mean if there's some kind of go ahead it it proves what you're saying right there and my bad to cut you off it 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 proves that herd mentality is still so alive and it is so well and it is such a thing and it is so it, it you know there there's things that human beings do there's there's ticks that we have. There's programming that we have. There's things that we do subconsciously because somebody else is doing it, um, and that still exists in so, you know, in in as as preve- as prevalent as it was when it freaking started because we are uniquely human, and this is what you know, and and these are the things that drive us, man. Behavior is behavior, and we are influenced so much, and we are manipulated so much. And there's these these ticks that we do, and and you can extrapolate that over you know and it, the stock market as well you know cryptocurrency and all this NFT stuff. I mean it works. It still works to this day. You know after all the 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 science has come out on it, after all the freaking knowledge is already out there. Hey, you're being freaking manipulated. Does anybody fucking care? No, no, well, no. I think some of the most. All. Some of the most asymmetric opportunities to make money in the market are those situations where you yes. see 99% yes. of people all running toward, you know, one exit together, 
right? Absolutely. Everybody's yeah. selling the same fucking thing, and they can't get out of each other's way because they can't sell Absolutely. it fast enough. They can't whack bids fast enough. And then all of a sudden, that's yep. what prevent, presents you with a buying opportunity. Exactly. You know, And so when you're a market participant and you see these situations where everybody's on board and all of a sudden you know, there's this overwhelming consensus, and then instead of, instead of stopping everybody – and saying, whoa, like, let's take a look at what's going on here. The the financial media just chooses to fuel it. You know, yeah. they're like, yeah, NFTs, do it. You know, despite they don't have any idea even what it is that they're pitching. Um, it's the same deal. How many of those situations have you seen as an investor, Lucci? Yeah. And then does that translate kind of to what you see with uh, with the vaccine campaign? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and shameless plug, like, like. That's the reason why – that right there is the reason why you and I will always be able to make money in markets because we understand that concept. A lot of people come into the markets and they think it's about other things like strategy, edge, and blah, 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 all that kind of stuff. And in reality, that's the one edge that will always exist and always continue to exist. And if you're able to understand that and if you're able to sort of you know, understand how it happens – in the markets, you will always be able to fucking put food on your table because of those opportunities. And that's all I teach, man. So to any student that comes my way, that is all I teach. That is from that fundamental perspective. That is the only thing I teach. And then how to execute around it. That's it. That's all. That's all. That is literally fucking all I do because it has to do with human behavior um, and psychology. So to and, your point – And right up front, in order to be effective in a situation like that, you have to have no or drop your current ego. And, exactly. And that's a huge problem for people right exactly. off the bat. Exactly. And then from there, forget about the markets. Let's talk – you know, you talk about bettering yourself as a human being. That's the path. That is the fucking path. You know, so so from a behavioral standpoint, if you're doing things habitually that are causing you, you know, pain and causing you uh, uh, problems in your life and causing you issues with your with your relationships or whatever it is, business, you know, that's what you have to look at. You have to look at those habits. You have to peel back that ego and you got to look at yourself for who you are and, and what you believe. And you got to start from from that place. So everybody is on that path. And it's just amazing how. It just continues to, to 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 move on, man. Generation after generation, we're here. But then, in reality, in the whole we are a spec discussion, how much time has really passed, Chris? You and I are friggin' what? Forty years old, man. I'm thirty-eight. You're however the hell old I'm you are. Too. You're thirty-eight. So we've lived, we've lived pfft, a nothing. You know, mm -hmm. we've we've had a small speck of an experience. In the in the you know in the evolution of humans here. So, what can he, what can we and even really say? I just so that you know that will not exist. You know, a thousand years from now. Imagine if this piece of content that you and I are speaking about right now is going to exist a thousand years from now. You know, where does it? How does it? How is it accessed? I mean, the internet and and you know the virtual storage in the Amazon servers here will only last so so long before it comes into something else. Maybe somebody will be listening to this a thousand years from now. I wonder what they'll think. Oh yeah, it'll be like worse than that. Somebody will be selling like a copy of this with like my reanimated corpse at some you know. <laughs> garage sale on neptune somewhere you know for for the equivalent now of like you know 15 cents right 
Right, right. And then legally speaking, are you and your estate compensated for that? Yeah, right? <laughs> Sitting there next it's... to the fucking casserole dishes that haven't been used in uh, in 150 years, you know? And some shit get... with that same fucking get... little design on the you side know? of it that your grandmother's casserole dishes used to have, you know, the little squiggly lines, you know, and make the fucking the hamburger helper in. Yeah, right. man. So, so it's, you know, it's so difficult to have a conversation about now and and also at the same time have a conversation about how small and insignificant all this shit is and 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 what we're gonna see in the next hundred years or two hundred years. But the fact is, this is where we are now, man. So yeah, I'm happy and, to be in this space with you right now, so we can talk about some of these things that are going on right now, man. With the time that we have left, and and that's it, man. It's all a, it's all a blessing, bro. It definitely is. It definitely is. I just want to say one more thing about the changing narrative. You know, one yeah. of the things that I said on my, I did a podcast, I think number 259 is called Question the Answers. And the point of the whole podcast was to look at where we have come on the idea of the lab leak theory, right? 18 okay. months ago, you would have been banned from social media. You would have been labeled as a conspiracy theorist. You know, yes. Peter Daszak had written that editorial in The Guardian saying, you know, scientists know it's, you know, it came from nature. Let's stop the bullshit, whatever. Fucking 18 months later, well, what do we know? Well, we know Peter Daszak was part of the EcoHealth Alliance that took money to do gain-of-function research. We knew, stunningly, that Fauci, you know, a year ago was passing around emails amongst his team uh, concerned about the gain-of-function research and concerned that this might have something to do with gain-of-function research. And now we've even come to a mainstream media, essentially a consensus, that the lab leak appears to be the leading hypothesis uh, in terms of where this fucker came from. Now, 18 months ago, if you said, hey, it's just common sense that this shit came from four miles down the road from where the uh, bio lab is, right? Not exactly. Right. You don't need to be fucking, uh, you know, Inspector Gadget to figure out that mystery. Uh, right. You know, to even suggest something like that, which is about as common sense and Occam's razor as an explanation as you can come up with, it was you were completely shunned. And now all of a sudden... Uh, it has become the leading uh, potential explanation. So all I think right. about is what are we going to find out 18 months from now exactly. Exactly. that today appears to be, oh, you know, the, 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 the tried and true irrefutable <laughs> narrative that we're going to find uh -huh. out in 18 months was just total bullshit, right? And that's uh -huh. what you said. You got no problem waiting. You got no problem letting people off the plane exactly. first. Exactly. Exactly. I got no problems waiting, man. So if I have to sacrifice some of my lifestyle for my principle, you know, I'm okay doing that. Now, am, is it gonna is it is it gonna cause me a little bit of discomfort or inconvenience, you know, along the way? Maybe. But I started thinking about the concept of convenience really a lot, you know, especially here. You know, be, being in Puerto Rico and seeing the divide on income where you can go to, you know, you look at real estate projects, right? If a real estate project does not have the amenities now, if it does not have the pool, if it does not have, you know, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, access to a gym and, and, and grocery stores and all that kind of stuff, you know, the convenience We've taken Americans have taken convenience to another fucking level. I I, I would think even the world has taken convenience they, to another. They level. feel like they deserve it. They deserve exactly. convenience and they deserve to feel right. comfortable. 
and not only do they feel like they deserve it, they feel like they've all they subconsciously accepted the fact that, hey, we're going to pay for it and we're going to pay extra for it. It doesn't matter how much we're going to pay for it. I want this particular privilege, you know, so the, the, the convenience aspect of how we live is just so ridiculous now. You you think about even water, you know, just just being able to buy fucking bottled water and access to water and, and all the things that we take for granted, so to speak, that now we pay aggressive amounts of money for for this convenience. And you look at how you know folks who who aren't able to pay that money and how they live, you know, and and what they have to go through just to get simple conveniences that folks who are able to pay for it are able to get. And you look at this world that now we have created for this pure convenience. Sit at your home and your laptop and your phone and get whatever the fuck you want. I mean, this, my building delivered is to you. littered is littered with Amazon and Uber Eats all fucking day. It's, Every day, it's, yep. it's 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 almost like we've we've accepted. We've 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 naturally and and accepted the fact that hey all of these services are good for us and blah 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 right that whole narrative that you know when cable TV was like okay we don't need cable TV anymore we're just gonna go ahead and get these fucking subscriptions now you got eight motherfucking subscriptions that you don't even fucking look at you don't even you don't even look at anymore because all the content is straight ass crack. And you don't even fucking need it anymore. But now you're paying more than what you had, what you paid for your cable, just so you can be yeah. a part of these sort of clubs, and yep. you can have the Disney Plus, and you can have the Netflix, and you can have all this shit. How much we have gone to this, to that extreme of convenience? It is fucking disgusting, bro. It is disgusting. Like I feel disgusted. Oftentimes when I when I do these things and I partake in these sort of activities, and I'm just like, this is. It's all a trap. It's all a trap for my mind. Yep. It's all something that And your has money. Been, and your money. And my it's a trap for my mind and my money and it doesn't feel good. I'm always feeling like I'm fighting against it and that doesn't feel good for me. So that's going to be the next step for me like you know just figuring out a way back to the normal, you know, to my normal which is you know working for the things that I get versus just Having them fucking <laughs> placed on my well, on my table, you know, without any work whatsoever. And you have you know? to you have to. Fi- I was thinking about this yesterday. You have to find meaning in things like the conversation exactly. we're having now, you exactly. know, because this will never happen again the way that it's happening now. At least as far as we can understand uh, the universe and life as we know it, right? So you have to find meaning in the fact that all right, well, we're having a unique social interaction at least we we think it is unless we're in the middle of you know 10 trillion simulations all being run at once um (laughs) but you know we're having an interaction here when i you know when i go outside and i say hello to my neighbor like that's an interaction you know that shit doesn't cost anything doesn't cost anything for me to tell my neighbor that her hydrangeas look good you know it it doesn't cost (laughs) anything for me to pet the dog that's you know walking down the city block um, and so I was thinking about this yesterday, you know, like what, well, what can money bring you versus what experiences bring the most meaning? And I had this thought like, you know, money isn't everything. Right. And I just thought to myself, like, you know, people, people used to say that shit all the time and they still do. And people without money, they don't believe it. You know, they think, right. uh, okay, that's a bunch of bullshit. If I had money, I'd be happy. 
And then you you know you think about the experiences that you could have with money, right? What are you gonna do? You're gonna go to Dubai and fucking go down a gold plated water slide, you know, while drinking <laughs> a, a bottle of uh, Cristal. It's like okay, then that's over. You get to the bottom of the slide. Now you're drunk. You drank the bottle of Cristal. You know your fake friends have gone away. It's like who's who's there? Who's gonna love you? You know what I mean? Right. Like where right. where are you gonna get that buzz deep deep down in your soul? At this point from you're going to get, you know, at some point you're going to look around and say, oh, fuck, you know, I'm rich and I've got a pet elephant or whatever. But I still got to call my best friend because, like, I love the dude and I want to talk to him. You know what I mean? And like that shit doesn't cost anything but for the phone call. And so then you start to kind of like separate like, okay, well, what matters versus what doesn't matter? And, you know, that can be a mind boggling experience. But to your point about you know, the convenience thing, it's really, it's starting to get frightening the way that things are kind of shifted. First off, I literally just had an experience this morning where, you know, yeah. look, we, we were supposed to do this thing at seven this morning. We contacted each other at like 6.45. We probably both just woke up. And yep. I said, hey, I got to rush out and get a coffee real quick, right? So I run next door. I get a coffee. Waiting for the coffee shop to open at seven o'clock. There's a line of like, you know, four or five guys outside. We're all kind of talking about like, hey, you know, we got to get our coffee. We got to get moving. They're all dressed, you know, ready to go to work, whatever. So and we're all kind of like, you know, hey, you know, it's 702. When's when are they going to open the door? Whatever. They finally open the door. And, you know, the first guy goes in and buys his coffee. And then the guy in front of me, as if as if we didn't all just have a conversation about how we have shit to do. Fucking moseys on up to the counter. You know, it yep. starts talking to the barista, you know, about her feelings, you know, like, <laughs> hey, good morning. Uh, how's it going? Uh, yeah, uh, uh, it's really uh, it's hot out this morning for uh, for the end of summer. What do you what is that? Is that a scone? What What is a scone? You know, and I'm behind this guy like, are you fucking kidding me? You know what I mean? Like, take the take the scone, take the donut, get the fuck out of the way. But uh, and then yesterday. You know, well, that's the other thing, too. You know, just like, well, you know, what is it? It's a scone. It's like, listen, we're, you're a carbon-based life form, okay? You got to put something in your body so that you can function. It doesn't matter whether it's a cranberry or blueberry scone. Just fucking eat the thing, and let's get on with the day. Yesterday, or two days ago, I go to get a haircut. I go to a supercuts, okay, because I'm bald, so I have nothing oh, to do man. but just, you know, hey, buzz the thing. I don't care. You know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't yeah, have yeah. money. I don't have hair. I just, yep. you know, I've given up. I go to a supercuts. I fucking walk in. And there's two stylists standing there, and there's nobody in any of the chairs. So I'm like, hey, right. good afternoon. Can I get a haircut? The woman's like, oh, we're, we're only doing appointment only. I'm like, well, you got a sign on your door that says walk-ins welcome. So why don't we talk about that? I'm, here I am walking in. Or the first thing they say, do you have an appointment? Did you check in on the app? I'm like, bitch, I'm checking in in person. Like, you need to see me right here. I'm standing in your front door. Did you check in on the app? You know, I'm, I'm standing right here. I'm in the app called Life. You know, can I get a haircut? And, uh, you know, after telling me, oh, we can't take you, we can't take you, we can't take you. I said, look, there's nothing going on here. I said, give me the clippers. I'll do it myself. You know, and after I said that, she's like, all right, sit down. You know, 10 minutes. I'm in. I'm out. Bing, bang, boom. So I don't know what the hell's going on with, 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 with life in general. You know, and it's everything. You go to a McDonald's. Did you check in on the app? I'm like, look, I want to take a hamburger and put it in my fucking hand and then put it in my mouth right here. In reality, no token, no crypto, no NFT. You know what yep. I mean? No Ethereum involved. Yep. Just fucking two all beef patties, special sauce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun going into my yep. fucking gullet right now. Yep. That's it. That's me checking in. That's my app. Life is my app. Yep. 
uh, you know, and and there's all these and it's it's a membership. It's part of the club. You have to make your own club, and everybody has their own club. That's why we have two hundred yeah. fucking usernames and passwords that oh, you can't yeah. fucking remember. And it's just it's it's getting ridiculous, man. It's getting ridiculous. You had said something about, you know, are the, you are the you money. a reward? Are you a rewards member? No, <laughs> no, I'm not a fucking rewards member. You know what you I know. mean? Everybody asks you. Everybody asks you. Oh, you need to be a part of this club so you can get X, Y, and Z. Like, dude, I just came here to get what I need so I can get the fuck out, man. What happened to that interaction and that engagement? You know what I mean? So I was at I, I was at Nordstrom Rack in uh, in New York City a couple weeks ago, and yeah. uh, at like uh, I don't know somewhere around like 30th and Broadway, somewhere around there's a Nordstrom Rack around there somewhere. You know, I went yeah. in to buy a jacket because I went to New York when we had that big storm and I didn't have a jacket. So I buy yeah. a jacket. I go to the fucking counter. You know, the guy's like, hey, you want 15 percent off your purchase today with a Nordstrom card? And yeah. I'm thinking, you know, 15 percent off one hundred dollars versus the amount of time it's going to take me to fill out all the fucking shit. I said, no, oh, I yeah. just, you know, life's not going terribly for me. I said, I'll just pay for it and leave. Hey, the guy oh, was yeah. like he was like he couldn't believe it. He couldn't believe oh, I yeah. said, no. He's like, oh. yeah, it's 15 percent off today. I said, yeah. I understand. I speak English and I choose not to do it. You know, <laughs> and it's like, well, it only takes a second. And after like the third time, I like I didn't yell, but I raised my voice. I was like, the answer's no. You know, like, <laughs> do you want to sell me the jacket so I can get on with my day or not? <laughs> All right, sir. Well, if that's OK, you know, you want to put your phone number in? No, I don't want to put my fucking phone number in. Do you have an email? No, I don't have email. All right. It's 2021 and I'm the last guy on earth without an email. Can I get the jacket? Yo. Yo, I go to a fucking, I go to a McDonald's and I get a quarter pounder with cheese and they had a, they had a deal for two, for two quarter pounder with cheeses for the same price as the one. (laughs) Do you blow some minds by ordering one? And I'm like, yo, I just want the one. And she's looking at me like I'm fucking insane. She was like, but you can have. But you could have two. You could have two. I'm like, bitch, I don't want to be that fat. Like, I don't want I don't want to overeat right now. Can you just give me the one? Can you just give me the one? Eat my daughter's next to me, too. Like, daddy, why don't we just get two? I'm like, no, you don't understand what's going on. <laughs> You're like, sir, if you could just take out your calculator on your phone and you put in two minus one, you'll see you'll have one left over. It's like, I get the math. I just don't <sighs> want it. You know? Oh my God! Like I don't want the responsibility know. of carrying another quarter pounder with cheese. It's another quarter of a pound that I have to carry around somewhere. It might and as well be a quarter of a pound dumbbell. And it wasn't about the money at that point. It was just purely about listen. I don't want to to kill my whole workout from the last week, and and I just give me the one. Just give me, just give me the one, man. Oh man, so stuff like that, man. Convenience, man. It's really tripping me out these days. Really tripping me out. Just like the guy in Nordstrom, people are just they they can't believe it when you say Indeed. no. You know, you go to Primo Hoagies to order a sandwich. Are you a rewards member? No. They're like, well. You get five hoagies, and then the sixth one you get for free. I'm like, I'm all right. You know? They're like, <laughs> well, sir, you know, you're in here every day. You get a free hoagie every day. I said, I don't want more shit to carry around. I don't want more emails, and I don't want more text messages. And that's what it boils down to. I already get enough emails and enough text messages from enough things I don't care about on the daily. I spend half the day deleting emails and text messages from, you know, 
things that, you know, text stop to unsubscribe. You know, it's like, ah, yeah, fuck off. I had to get an assistant, bro. I had to get an assistant. I got an assistant and all that stuff now I leave to her, man, because it consumes too much of my mental space now. And if it consumes too much of my mental space and it's consuming yours, there's an opportunity there, my friend. There's an opportunity there, my friend, Chris. There's, there's something there, you know. There's something there that everybody is going to move towards maybe in the next decade or 20 years. So anyways, to shift conversation can we short this motherfucking market man can we can we fucking short this shit bro what tell me tell me about that and tell me because i didn't even do your sponsorship thing when uh, we started the podcast because i figured we we're gonna be talking for an hour tell me what you think about shorting the market and also tell my listeners uh about the steam room and what you guys have been up to i mean i talk about it on every single episode you guys have been such long time supporters of the podcast which is i mean incredible i'm so grateful and appreciative i know my listeners are too uh take a couple of minutes man tell me what you think about shorting the market and tell me what's going on on the business end of things for those who may want to check out the old steam room yeah man yeah man so i am currently i'm currently short i'm short of I'm short with mostly sell calls because that's an easier trade to be short because you can go far out of the money and just right. sell a bunch of calls and, and hopefully we don't continue freaking raging higher anymore with the money that's being printed and, and you know. But I think the I think the two things are gonna negate themselves, right? So the so the tax increases that they're gonna throw out there is going to negate the upside here on uh, and and the hype and all that kind of stuff on the money that they're printing. Maybe I'm fucking wrong. I have no fucking clue, but I started to short aggressively across the board. You know, Nasdaq bullshit and 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 spy and, and you know everything that's just been bid up out here uh, uh, like crazy. Especially all of Kathy Wood's holding. Anything that Kathy Wood owns, I want to I want to get in there aggressively. <laughs> I'm short, short. I'm short that short. ARKK too. That's my that's yeah, one of my hedges. And, sh- and short the living <laughs> shit out of all of it. Whatever she owns, let's let's go for that. Let's like that's top of the fucking list right there. Um, if she drives you know, a Toyota, I want to be short Toyota. A hundred percent. Whatever, you know, because, again, it's not about her. I respect what she has been able to do, I and I respect the position that and, – and all the things that she's been able to do to get to where she's gone. I have nothing to say bad against her and what she's doing, but the people that follow her – those are the people that I want to fade aggressively, aggressively. You know what I mean? So, you know, that's kind of my world. And then from the crypto space, I don't know what the reaction will be. Let's say you you sell 20% on, on the indexes in U.S. equities. What are they going to look at? You know, how are they going to start to look at crypto? Do you know, does that mean the same thing happens to crypto? Does that mean, you know, they look at it as the safe haven? And that's a whole other conversation that I don't even want to get into. But I would love to see Bitcoin under 20,000. And I would love to see, uh, you know, a lot of these things happen as well. So... That's where I'm currently positioned. Has it been going well for me this year? Absolutely not. Um, I'm just kind of surviving here while I, I hit my moment. And, and you know, I, I do think it's coming, you know, pretty soon, man. Hopefully September, October. Uh, apart from that, uh, the steam room here, we're still going strong. We revamped the whole thing. So I spent a lot of money to create my own uh, chat room and my own kind of experience here. So finally, I own everything that is happening here in this steam room, and we're constantly rolling out new uh, 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 tools for analysis for our traders. So we look at a lot of flow. Um, Wall Street Jesus has been has been amazing here. 
uh, in being the the sort of flagship behind a, a lot of the stuff that we do. Did he get uh, kicked off Twitter? Yo, Bank of America. What happened with is, that? Bank of America has crawled up our ass in new ways that I haven't even. So there's deleted tweets. So basically. Bank of America and most other firms, of course, any of these, any of the large banks, if you retweet any of their information that comes from their corporate, you know, from their corporate feed or something like that, they consider it some kind of, um, um, what is the word, man? Um, what what is the word when you jack something off YouTube that's not yours? What like the copyright infringement or something? Yeah, there's some copyright something, something. So they'll scan for this. They'll algos will scan all this shit for this. Oh, and he, and they, he posted a note that he shouldn't have. Is that it? He posted a note or something like that. And and he usually did. He used to do this before a lot. And then their algos started to pick it up, and we're like, no, nah, no, nah, you can't do this. So we stopped doing it. But they picked up. Uh, tweets from the past so they'll go and look their algos will look at tweets from the past so now we have to go through all of his tweets in the past and start deleting all that shit so bank of america will be okay they're already okay with it but we now have to go into yeah i saw somebody the other day like oh why is wall street jesus deleting tweets like what is he trying to cover up you know and i'm like (laughs) nothing i'm like i'm sure there's a fucking reasonable explanation and of course here it is you know not some uh not some furu out there uh, selling some bullshit go ahead absolutely um so again we continue to revamp the uh the steam room build out new tools we're gonna get very data centric inside this room um and just continue to provide some of the best analysis that we can for our subscribers um on top of that we got a master course coming up in uh, in a couple of weeks actually in a month it starts in a, in a month i'm only doing these once a year now because you know i'm i have so much shit on my plate now chris that i can't I can't dedicate that time to uh, to, to to teaching uh, um, as aggressively as yeah. I did. Well, before. and your master courses are very comprehensive, and they take a lot of work. I mean, the last time we exactly. talked about it, the amount of shit that you told me you cover in these courses. You know, what is it? It's Ex- like three days and like uh, twenty-four it's, hours of training or something. It, no, it's sixteen. It's sixteen. It's actually eighteen sessions now <sighs> that are eighteen, eighteen two-hour sessions. We bring in teachers uh, uh, now that, from the psychological aspect, we teach. You know, we we bring in a lot. Of other of our traders that have done really well in the uh, in the steam room, so you know we have a really community uh, uh, driven sort of experience. So I'm not the only teacher anymore. There's a lot of new strategies that we're teaching, a lot of hedging strategies that we're teaching that we never used to do before. A lot of ways to use options against uh, uh, writing options against some of the flow that you see. So if you want to take a long swing, how are you able to survive while your swing, let's say? You know, while you're trying to find the best price on your swing, that's something that is very complicated for a lot of people uh, to understand. So we go through, uh, you know, we go through a lot of different strategies now um, and ways to just kind of use options to stay alive um, until you find that, uh, you know, that move, so to speak, that you're looking for. So, yeah, so we got another uh, uh, course coming up uh, uh, October. And, uh, yeah, man, that's that's it. That's what's uh that's what's going on, Sanglucci. We got an offer. We got an offer to sell Sanglucci too, by the way. We did get an offer to sell, and uh, we turned it down. And uh, me and Charlie are going to continue here on our own, continue to build, and uh, and wait for the wait for a better offer. How is Charlie? Is he microdosing daily still? 
I don't think he is, man. I, I don't think he is. Um, but he is in school to get his master's degree for uh, for for psychology. So um, you know, he's and then we're we're looking to really bring a sort of behavioral component to the steam room and to our community through a lot of what he has learned. He's become a coach for a lot of, a lot of us, you know, for a lot of hotshot traders that we have in the room, Charlie has become a coach for them, a performance, so to speak, coach for them. Um, you know, so he's really evolving in his own career, um, in psychology and, uh, in human behavior, man. So well, you got to tell, thing, you got to tell Charlie, uh, you know, a couple months, I'd like to have him back. I haven't talked to him in a while. And I got to ask you, you know, it's 8.30 Eastern right now. You know, we got an hour yes, sir. to the market opening. He's starting to feel like some kind of itch. Like maybe you got to fucking hang up the phone and, you know, open up uh, an interactive broker's account. No, nah, man. These days, these days, man, I, I don't have the itch. itch you know, I'm, I'm more I'm more slower in, in what I choose to do. You know, 9.30 off the open, I'm usually waiting these days. So so I already have my shit up, man. I'm, I'm looking at everything. I already know what I'm going to do, you know, and I, I let these things kind of come. <laughs> to me instead of yeah 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 until you, know? you see lucci on the, on the live webcam an hour from now just grabbing one of his monitors like run you son of a bitch man you know, like, <laughs> you know what in the spirit like, of yeah, that i, I, I keep run. things i keep things real zen you know at this point you know just fucking cracking beers at 10 in the morning i'm gonna run a live twitch just in the spirit of this i'm gonna run a live twitch are you this really morning too man i will cool. i will i'm gonna put it out there right now man cool well i may i may release this podcast tomorrow so you gotta make sure on your twitch that you say you know uh the, if you do. if you note that we talked say uh maybe tomorrow we'll do. Or whatever but listen man we'll it's do. great catching up with you buddy uh love hearing about what you're working on thanks for letting me rant you always do i mean sometimes these podcasts are you that just turn into me fucking losing my mind because i know you get it you know i know i, you, I know you understand and i have gripes I too it. you know i need to bitch about things too so i want to do that with somebody that you know i consider I a friend it. that i know but that's why it. me and you that's why me and you our interactions are way better when we're sitting right next to each other bro then we yeah. can then we can just roll around <laughs> and experience life together we can experience life together and then have these conversations for the whole fucking day man. i saw so that video are... the other day i posted us sitting at the pool at, in vegas yeah. and win and you know i just uh i think it's still on my twitter somewhere but i was like hey we yeah. got sang lucci in a motherfucking house and then i i moved the camera over man you just look at me with this face like you stupid motherfucker like what are you doing and you you know your eyes are a little red and i was just like man we were on a vibe that day that was a good day yeah man hell yeah man are you are you going next month by the way negative negative you're not that. going okay yeah, negative okay. sorry right, it's man. all right but i encourage everybody to check out traders for a cause are you going to be there yes yes yeah. i will be there. great event Absolutely. good people unfortunately uh i won't be there i did some traveling this summer i gotta put my head down and do some work this fall Sounds good, and man. into the holiday season so Sounds all right man good, Let's uh let's do it again soon. All right, brother? All right. Talk to you soon, Chris. All right, Lucci. That was the one, the only, Mr. Sang Lucci, as you get my little Skype hang-up sound there. I just want to say thank you again to my patrons, people that support the podcast uh, with a monthly recurring donation. You guys make this wonderful conversation happen. And also, check out my new Substack. It's called Fringe Finance. If you enjoy the absolute nonsense that I put up during my podcast, perhaps you would like it. Uh, I post on there almost daily, so if you can't get enough content, that's a great place to uh, go over and check out. The link to that is in my podcast description, but right now, I got shit to do, so I'm out. Peace.